Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon Miller. This is a pro wrestling show and we are but a, what, 24, 48 hours away from Extreme Rules going down on Sunday. And we've like, got Samiversary this weekend uh, too, which we talked about on the last show. So plenty going on if you have nothing else to do this weekend and you just wanted to watch wrestling and more power to you. And we are going to get into um, predicting... Uh, the Extreme Rules show later on in this podcast. If you would like a more visual affair with that, you can head over to What Culture Wrestling right now and see me and my face making all these predictions, which of course I will go into um, probably about the same amount of detail here. So it's your choice. You can decide what you want to do. Uh, but of course, as you also do know, patreon.com forward slash Simon316 is how I'm able to uh, support all of my personal projects. If it went away tomorrow, so would I, which would suck. And I like to get my uh, my own patrons on. So thanks to that. And of course, thanks to pinsandknuckles.com. It's not called pinsandknucklesmerch.com. They've changed their thing and I'm an idiot and I haven't uh, I haven't updated, but of course, I wouldn't be able to. Um, uh, well, they just support me. They support me. They they help me out with t-shirts and whatnot. No, pins, pins and knuckles merch.com is still there. So they can hook you up with some t-shirts, should you so wish. And they have some exclusive t-shirts of mine uh, if you want to check it out. But anyway, with uh, with no further ado, my man Dan is back. Dan, how are you doing today? I am I'm doing uh, very well. Thank you. Good. Man. Pleasure to have you on, dude. Now, uh, for those that don't know, if you've never been on the show, uh, there's always things that I want to talk about. But again, it's I, I want to give the uh, the microphone, the platform, whatever word you want to use across to you guys as well. So me and Dan had a little chat. Or Dan and I, don't want my dad yelling at me for poor grammar, had a little bit of a chat <laughs> before we started. And dude, you brought up with some interesting points. So what I've decided to do is I will obviously, uh, I will obviously jump in, but I'm going to give you the floor. And we're going to talk about, uh, yeah, I mean, the difficult, especially in professional wrestling and acting, I guess, would be the other one. It's a bit different in something like music. Basically, what we're going to talk about is the difference between the person behind the madness and the, you know, the artist and the, and the human being. The reason I think that's such an interesting conversation when it comes to wrestling is because you can have two very separate entities. And that's why acting is the same thing, because obviously actors are playing different people with music. Uh, there's that you don't have that extra that extra step away. But Dan, I, I'm intrigued to see uh, how your brain got here. But yeah, give me the headlines, and then we will we'll get into it. Uh, well, I think I think a lot of it is is based around um, uh, some of the, some of the like the top ten lists from from different uh, sites, and like what culture does their their lists, or they'll do um, uh, other channels do like a review, and they'll review some um, some of the people that have been removed, let's say from, from wrestling for, for certain incidents, incidents that have happened. I don't want to kind of go into too much detail into, into that, but we know who we're talking about, uh, like, a one major incident in particular, mm. but people will talk about the, the match in the same way. Maybe it's like the, the big win at WrestleMania or, or, or some other big match. And they'll talk about the, like how good the match was and how good that particular performer was. And it's like, uh, I I struggle with with uh, even watching that part of it. It's like I just want to skip by it with with certain people. And then there's other other people like um, uh, maybe like Hogan with with some people who basically they have no time for him anymore. Uh, I was never a big Hogan guy, so it, and and the stuff that he 
said, I mean, it doesn't impact me personally, impacts other people, obviously, uh, to a different, a different extent. But there are people who, who don't want him around, don't want anybody around who, who says kind of the things that he says. So it's like, how do you, um, how do you go back in history and, and look at uh, who those people were and how they impacted the business and, uh, or retroactively cancel them? I guess Mula would be another one that, that kind of comes to mind. Uh, and then we're looking at somebody like uh, Tessa Blanchard, who's a free agent right now. And I think a lot of people would think that she would be a great fit for AEW for their women's division, who probably needs a little more depth than somebody with that level of talent. But given the way Tony Khan has talked about um, not bringing in, let's say, like a, a ban on, on Hogan because of what he said, she said similar things. So she's probably not going to show up there. Uh, and it's like, how do you, how do you separate the two? Is there a road to redemption for a, for a Tessa Blanchard or, or something along that lines? And there's, and then there's others that obviously there's kind of no road back. Um, yeah. I know. Like, I yeah. mean, I think it's very, very difficult. You do have to judge everybody on their own situation. Yeah. Um, for example, I've made this, I, I hate talking about it. I hate the reaction it gets because people go crazy, but I don't care. I'm, I'm perfectly happy with that. I put myself in a, <laughs> well, I put myself in a public space. You have to take the good with the bad. But, you know, I've made it very clear on what culture videos and here on my podcast that I don't think Hulk Hogan should be associated uh, with the company anymore. I don't mind you telling his history because you, you have to. You can't just pretend people didn't exist, especially somebody as big as Hulk Hogan. That would be crazy. You'd, you'd come across as nuts. Um, but again, you, I completely agree with you that I am not the right person to actually make that judgment call for obvious reasons that has to, you know, the black community has to make that call. Of course they do. But yeah. for me, you know, taking that situation, cause that's the one that's got brought up. Yeah. What happened and what he said and the, and I'll say apparent because we don't know for sure, but the apparent quote unquote apology just made me go, oh man. <laughs> and that doesn't mean that somebody can't go and watch a Hulk Hogan match. Of course you can. I decide not to because that's my choice as a, as, as a wrestling fan. And, you know, talking about the other big one, which of course would be Chris Benoit. Mm -hmm. it, 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 you know, it's, I, 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 it's not even that I, I don't want to, it's that I can't because no matter how great you want to say Chris Benoit was a wrestler and this and that and and all the all what he did what he did because of this and that it doesn't all that matters to me is what he did is so implausible to my brain and so awful like I'm not saying that like let's say that the whole CTE thing is is, is that's the reason that it happened and we don't know a hundred percent for sure the act itself is so horrific and it's so barbaric and it just rips me up inside when I actually think about it I just don't want that in my life and I, I think you have to remember it and we have to talk about it because otherwise history repeats itself that's the only way that yeah. we can educate ourselves but in terms of when I sit down to entertain myself, which is what professional wrestling is, I would rather that person just didn't exist in my sphere of influence. And again, can WWE just delete him? No, of course they can't. I understand that. It's just not possible. Um, but I do think you have to take it on a case-by-case -case basis. And of course, some people should be allowed to redeem themselves depending on what they've done and then what they've said after the fact and how they've rebounded, I suppose. Um, I think the thing that always gets me, and I just don't agree, I'm, I'm all for opinions, but this is one where 
I guess they get a bit on my high horse. We all do that from time to time. But, you know, should Chris Benoit go in the Hall of Fame? I mean, absolutely not. For about 72 million different reasons. Like, you can look at it yeah. from a business point of view. You can look at it from a personality point, a personal point of view, an emotional point of view, uh, the victim's family's point of view. And to me, it's just no, 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 no. I know that some people listening to this now are going to be doing backflips. But you have to be honest when you talk about this stuff. And you have to be, um, you have to be transparent. But I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head. It's... We're all human beings and we all do very, very good things. But more importantly, especially in today's world, we all do occasionally bad things too. And those bad things have to have a consequence and you have to understand that you, you know, you have to be held responsible for your actions. And look, this isn't, this isn't a, a, a story that's that relevant to what we're talking about. But I think it's the same yeah. kind of emotion. I was lucky enough to, I was a, a member of the Metallica fan club for like 10 years. And the only reason I stopped is because they closed the fan club. But the reason I, <laughs> the reason I was, uh, the reason I did that is because they said, look, we do a meet and greet every time when you're in your area. And if you stay with us for a certain amount of time, we will make sure, you know, thanks to your loyalty that we will, you know, we'll make sure you get into one of those meet and greets. And I was like, well, that's worth it to me. And that came up in 2016, I believe. And when I got there, I met Lars, the drummer, I met Rob, the bassist, and I met Kirk, the guitarist. But James Hetfield, the main dude to me, and a guy that's inspired me in so many ways, was in a bad place, we were told. Uh, it was it was it was very poorly put. I think they should have just said his mental health is all screwed up, and we would have understood. But we got yeah. told something like his zen is off, and it's like, what? Oh, James Hetfield, the <laughs> coolest dude ever, zen's off. I mean, now I look back on it and I realise, but I was so disappointed. And look, I'll be honest with you, it affected my opinion on him just a little bit. Now, ever since then, I've matured, I've got older, and realised he was just in a very bad place, and he couldn't handle the general public, which I understand. But at that moment, did it again, performer to, to, to person, it did affect me. And it took me a good six months to shake it off. I mean, it's stupid, but that's what we do. And you doubly do it in wrestling because you forget the people you're watching on the screen are fake. <laughs> They're not real. Yeah. <laughs> but because we suspend our disbelief, it makes it even harder. Right, I've waffled on yeah. for longer there enough, dude. Your turn, Dan. You go. You talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, well, I, I was a Metallic fan too. I, I guess I still am. Uh, and that... I don't know. You've probably seen the documentary, Some Kind of Monster. Yes. Oh, yeah, I love and, it. I love and it. And I remember watching that and going, oh, my God, these are the coolest guys in the world. And they're talking about like – and this is – I guess this is early 2000s. So mental health wasn't in the in the, the atmosphere the same way it is now. Uh, but you're like, oh, these are the coolest guys. They're talking about all these like problems that they're having. It's like – and then Jason Newsett left the band and all that. <laughs> He's that that kind of was with all it. weird. <laughs> He's like, what's going on with these guys? We're cool. and. I mean, it, the thing is, those guys were growing up and certain realize that the rock and roll lifestyle doesn't work so well when you're going into your 40s and into your 50s. I'm not sure how old the guys are now. I think they're in the 50s or yeah, maybe yeah. 60s. Mid, mid 50s, yeah. I think Kirk's the oldest. I think he's 56 because I'm a massive yeah. loser and I know this kind of information. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, go, go, I just wanted to say that. But getting back to, to wrestling, um, uh, the other one that I'm surprised that hasn't been canceled is the ultimate warrior uh because of the stuff that he said uh back when he was doing his and if you want to go to youtube and look it up that's uh he, he says some pretty awful things about lgbt people gay people in particular uh and it's what uh wwe has a, an award for this guy and, and they've kind of propped up this uh idea of the warrior that's completely separate from the person who's the warrior. And I, I don't know. That's, that's one that 
I'm kind of surprised that didn't get uh, kibosh the same way that uh, the Mula uh, trophy and stuff got. That kind of died real quick. Mm. But, no, uh, you, you're right, and it's <laughs> it, it's something that I've actually had to um, <clears throat> sort of not come to terms with. Is is the wrong thing? But uh, look, look, I'm doing my podcast right now. My logo is based on the Ultimate Warriors face paint. Yeah. And I'm, I honestly, I'm in the process of getting it changed. I, mean, I kid you not, don't get me wrong. I've been in the process of doing this for about a year because I'm always running around doing a thousand things. But I, honestly, <laughs> I had a, a friend of mine had drawn me an Ultimate Warrior sort of cartoon, which I had framed on my wall. I took it down. Like I, yeah. I, I took it down because it, it you know... It's funny you say that. I was watching the other day because YouTube is a strange place and it threw up uh, some Ultimate Warrior shoot videos where he's talking about uh, his run in WCW and when he came back to WrestleMania or WWE and jobbed out Triple H and all of this. And it's such a weird thing because the impression that we had of the Ultimate Warrior at one time is that he's a crazy, he's a crazy ass loon. And I watched these videos um, again because they just they just were in my you know up next and it played and then I was interested and I watched them and you yeah. actually listen to what a lot of what he's saying and he's not he's he's very switched on to the way his own character his own performer and the mistakes that he had made which surprised me because again you can go through a lot of the stuff he did and be like what was that that's just you know no showing events if nothing else and then you know using uh, sort of family issues that, that you know there's a lot of uh, innuendo around that seemed like he may have made them worse than they actually were and then right. again and then you get this sort of completely differing opinion when you watch him and then when you hear about all the stuff that he said again to me absolutely unforgivable which is why i will use this as a as a, as a jumping off thing to make sure i do get that logo changed and i should get it changed there's no there's no excuse and um, when i got it done i wasn't even thinking that way i just thought it looked cool and then i actually realized i oh, know wait simon that's based on that's based on this <laughs> but he just you, you're right and i don't understand why it does go it does go that way. And this is what we're talking about, right? If the Ultimate Warrior had come out at some point and said, I shouldn't have said this, uh, I didn't know what I was talking about, massively uneducated, so on and so forth, then you have the seed to be able to go, well, okay. It still doesn't yeah. excuse it, but if you have understood that you just do not say that stuff. I mean, again, we talked about this on Ups and Downs this week. It's uh, the 17th of July today, in case you listen to this in the future. And Sonny Kiss has just had that match with Cody on TNT uh, for the TNT title. And I couldn't yeah. believe the amount of homophobic abuse Sonny Kiss was was getting to the point i was like i i'm I, you know i know i come across a bit like a you know a knight in shining armor i get that no one likes that guy but you know on ups and i just had to say something because it just i couldn't just ignore it it was like no this isn't we've got to start calling this stuff out for what it is otherwise we're, we're never going to change and if somebody hears that and goes oh sugar i've had i had that actually i, I tweeted something else about body shaming and someone actually tw tweeted me back and said you know what I've done this before and I feel really ashamed. And I was like, that's good. There we go. So we were changing the rhetoric, which is what we need to do. But when it comes to the ultimate warrior for one reason or another, it, it, it goes, it, it's, there's so many things like that happen in wrestling that I don't understand. I mean, even the COVID stuff, we're not going to talk about that, but if UFC yeah. was, you know, had the, uh, the fallout that WWE did, they wouldn't get free pass, but WWE, not a peep, genuinely not, not a peep. So I don't understand it, but I mean, he is absolutely somebody else that, yeah he should be in the background like some of the other people that we've mentioned for those for those rants and and he's not <laughs> i can't yeah. explain it <clears throat> yeah and uh, that's when i i don't get because usually that's that's the kind of thing that people would would jump on um yeah the sunny kiss stuff was was really uh <laughs> really pretty bad 
uh, and then poor Tom Campbell and that uh, called the holic. He um, he misgendered Sonny. He's trying to do a good thing, and he he thought uh, Sonny was fluid, so they them. But Sonny doesn't go by they they them. He goes by he or she. So he's either male or female pronouns. So Tom's like, oh my god, this is so awful. <laughs> but like, I think, like I feel bad for him. He, yeah, I he's trying to do the right thing, and, that's and the then thing. It's, it's, it's a, caught, and it's like it's about context, though, isn't it? He's yeah, yeah. trying to do the right thing, and I will I will say talking about you know the the term unfortunately is cancel culture but talking yeah, yeah. About, talking about cancel culture it should be uh, it should be about intent and and context as well and you know i know tom right. he doesn't have a bad bone in his body so no no and he was uh, like i i tweeted him like i think and i i was thinking when when tom said oh maybe maybe sunny has changed the way that he addresses himself but tom's like no it's just i screwed up my fault but but he was trying, and his overall message on that was was pretty strong. Mm-hmm. As to, he's like, if you are are trashing this match because Sonny's gay, then like go away. Don't like don't watch. Don't follow me. Like Lee, like we don't want you. And and that's something I agree with as well. Um, I think Sonny hasn't been portrayed on TV as a credible threat, but that's a completely different thing. It has nothing to do with his personal life and all that other stuff. It's just, he's, he's never been presented as a, as a, a credible wrestler. I, I don't think he's won a match on, on dynamite. He's been kind of portrayed as a jobber and whatever. No, you're right. And that, so, and that, so if you want to go down that road, say, yeah, that's hey, fine. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, that's, that's something completely different. The way that some people have been talking, it's like, we just, we don't need that. We don't want it. No, no, no I, it, it, it just, it just, there's enough, <laughs> there's enough nonsense in wrestling as it is without, you know, falling into that hole as well. It's just, it's just yeah. Especially in something like wrestling, which by its very nature has to be diverse and varied to succeed. You know, you, you know, what was, you know, again, on a very shallow level, what was one of the criticisms people used to throw at WWF? Oh, it's just full of big guys, yada, yada, yada. You know, you have to, yeah. you have to have a cast of characters and people's backgrounds are going to influence that so we should absolutely have more the only reason i get worried about wwe doing a gay storyline is because i think they would do it completely the wrong way and they'd smash you over the head with it you'd be like oh this is terrible this is absolutely terrible it needs to be you know nuanced and and well thought out i mean look at the Liv morgan thing right which is the last time we saw anything like that just yeah. oh let's let, let's make a surprise she's a lesbian i was like what is this jerry springer in 1997 but um yeah it, it, it's it's uh, it is an interesting topic uh, when we were talking off air as well you said you wanted to mention sammy guevara so i'll I'll bring him into the conversation here and let you uh, let you go, man. Yeah. Uh, so the, the thing that bothers me with Sammy, it, it, uh, I'm not defending what he said. Obviously, should have never said it. Even like, it's it's one of those. Some people say, "Oh, it was a long time ago." It's 2016. It wasn't like that long ago. So you can't really defend what he said. Maybe if it was like 1986, that's a completely different time, and people talked like that, but. The thing that bothered me with Sammy was um, nobody ever heard that podcast. And it was the person who I, I believe it was the person who actually recorded the podcast who brought that back. And to me, it's like it to me that that bothers me is because Sasha Banks, who is really the, the, the victim in all of that, never heard it. As far as I know, she's never heard it. Um, so now you're bringing it back and then you're throwing it in her face. And so she has to deal with it. And then he has to deal with it. It's like, 
it's one of those things where, and there's no history as far as I know with Sammy saying other things that would kind of make it a problem. So now he's got to deal with this thing that he it was probably a stupid thing that he said, doesn't believe it today. It's changed. And now he's suspended, losing his, his buddy, going to some kind of a therapy or uh, sensitivity training that he may not even need. Like it's, I don't know. Think of, of yourself or myself. Uh, there's probably stuff I said 20 years ago that I don't believe today. But if somebody brought it up and said, oh, you're canceled for that and you need to go to therapy and get that. It's like, like yeah, but I don't even believe that anymore. I'm a completely different person. I realize that was a mistake. And, and that's like, I don't need therapy because it's not something I believe. And if I could go back, I would not have said that because I know better. But I mean, like, I, I, I see where you're coming. I, yeah. I, I see where you're coming from. I do. Um, to me, I take the other. I take the other side of it. Just because, yeah. honestly, I have never. I've heard that word being used in the context that Sammy Guevara used it because I used to play a lot of games online. And anyone that plays a lot of games online, especially Call of Duty, know that word come up all the time, which is another reason why when, uh, you know, you had all these people say, well, nobody uses that word. Because Dave Meltzer basically said a common term and everyone ripped him. I was like, dude, go on Call of Duty for 10 minutes. That word is, is one of the reasons I had to start muting people. I was like, I can't, I can't handle it. Uh, to yeah. me, to me, I, I do understand where you're coming from, but I take a very different, I think what happened had to happen just because... You, you just can't – I know it's a long time ago, and I, I, look, the reason I kind of put a caveat in there is because I watched Sammy Guevara's apology video, and I completely believed him. Like, I completely believed him. I don't think that was uh, a show. I think he is incredibly apologetic for what he did. Uh, and again, as we've already talked about, that's what matters, and I don't think uh, him using that word – is equi- I mean, let me rephrase that, is not the equivalent to a Chris Benoit or a Hulk Hogan or something like that. It's just not because I, 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 if someone said, Simon, do you believe the rhetoric of <laughs> rhetoric? Why am I using that word today? It sounds intelligent. That's why. But do you believe the <laughs> rhetoric of, you know, Sammy was just saying it to do shock humor? I would say, you know what? I probably do after seeing it, but I still do believe that he needed to be suspended. And I still do believe that he should have been sent to sensitivity training simply because it was in his brain at one point. I just think that's important. Yeah. And I do, I honestly, I do understand what you're saying, but I, I think everyone needs to be held accountable and it's all well and good. Sammy Guevara coming out and saying, Oh, well, I, I didn't mean to. Yeah. Well now you have to, you know, you, you have to go and serve your crime, uh, serve your punishment. And this is, and this is your punishment. But then I also think if he does come back and he's still apologetic and he's clearly, he's learned an educated himself then you know he, he's again he's served he's been in jail and when people come out of jail they've given back to the uh you know to the community or whatever you know however you want to pitch it and we're meant to you know we're meant to move on we're not meant to we're not meant to judge it anymore uh but it's it's a very difficult it's a very difficult situation um and i just i just really really hope that one day we get to a point where we don't even have to have to worry about this stuff you know i've said it on yeah many many a time and i mean it from the bottom of my heart i don't think and that's the wrong word i don't think well i don't understand I mean, no that's i could go with that i know it sounds naive but i just do not understand this idea that and this is talking more on a general level but i do not understand this idea that we're going to judge people based on their gender or based on their sexuality or based on you know whatever i've always had this uh, this thing that we are human beings 
And and this even comes down, I always bring this point up, but I think it's a really good one. I'm not talking about patriotism. If people are patriotic, that's great. I'm kind of talking more about nationalism. But when people are sort of yeah. so into their own country, I'm like, dude, it was a fluke. You just got bored on a rock, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it was, though. It was just an absolute fluke. You could have been American, African, British, Canadian. It's an absolute fluke. And it's great if you have patriotism and, you know, you want to have a positive approach to, to, to where you live. But when it's like all other countries are crap, it's like, man, we're just rocks floating around in a pool. That's it. That's all it is. And that's, you know, that's the situation I want to get to. And I do believe situations like the Sammy Guevara one, you know, the, both the way that Sasha Banks reacted, AEW and Sammy himself, to me especially given what else was going on there that week, which was just horrible. That actually yeah. felt like a positive step forward. Not a great step because we don't want to take that step to begin with. But I honestly thought the fallout from it was this feels good. This feels, you know, important. Yeah, I think I think everybody handled that really well. Um, yeah, I just, the, yeah, the only thing was it was kind of bringing it all back. Uh, and sometimes, eh, it, I mean, it wasn't that old, but, and that's, that's the thing is I, I felt I feel it's a, it's you're victimizing somebody in Sasha when you didn't have to when she never heard it so it's like like if somebody says something horrible about you you haven't heard it it doesn't hurt you because you haven't heard it see but it, and then somebody runs to you and says hey Simon this guy said blah 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 it's <laughs> Jeez, like oh my god and it's like that hurts you and, it happened to yeah. me the other day I'm not gonna I'm yeah. not gonna reveal it it literally uh, I was talking to somebody randomly who I don't have much of a relationship with and they they told me about a podcast. Uh, from 2019 I think maybe last I can't remember where yeah uh, somebody had said something about me and it bothered me because I was like it was negative and I was like I don't even know that guy what did I do to him <laughs> so I, I I do see I do see what you mean um yeah but because the uh, again because the fallout did seem so positive from all parties I, I again to me it was a shining example of what we can do to try and better the the wrestling industry which is what i want and i want that in the world too i want yeah. everything to be peaches and cream because i'm a care bear you know <laughs> just, <Yeah. laughs> just just skipping around yeah, the place I, yeah i'd like to see sammy back i i do enjoy him so um be i don't know he's a he's an interesting character young uh young guy who's uh who's kind of fun to watch and i don't know it, it, they could have done it a little differently too he was doing a lot of jobs um they could have kind of given him the, the Triple H treatment for six months or something where he's on TV. He's just putting everybody over and that's his punishment. There's a few different ways they handle it within the industry, but I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not totally against it. It's just, couple of things that, that bothered me about it but no, i see, I, see, I see what you mean and yeah. uh, you know yeah. it was it was the equivalent of you know putting one bullet in a gun and, and taking a uh, taking a shot but i still again i'm just such a big uh i'm just such a big advocate for um you have to be held accountable for things you say basically no matter no matter when it is you know, even if it does mean you have to kind of serve punishment after the fact, even if you have gone and proven yourself as a person, there still has to be some kind of reaction there. Because if not, right. um, and, and, and but then at the same time, it can't go on forever either. You either forgive the guy or you don't forgive the guy. You know, you yeah. pick, you pick one. I don't agree with it when people keep taking constantly taking shots. And I'm like, well, this isn't helping either. Now we're just, well, now we get into bully culture, which is something I don't, I, right. I don't, I don't want to get into either. Like, you know, you have to, there are, there are systems in place to deal with this. Do those systems need to be better? Yes. But yeah. you know, the, the, we can't all be judge, jury and executioner because yeah. that's Twitter and Twitter yeah. is and, horrible. <laughs> and, and I do find it a little funny that Mike Tyson's still in the opening credits, but 
Sammy Guevara is not. <laughs> so I don't understand I mean, the Mike Tyson thing. I don't. Yeah. I think one day I actually need to sit down and read a proper biography about I only know headlines, right? I don't know, um, you know, again, to the point that I'm not going to speak anything official here because I don't know and I don't want to be uneducated. But I've said this to myself a few times. I need to just sit down and read which I do plan yeah. to do because, again, I know I know the – I can't think of another term for it. I know the headlines, and that's like, huh. <laughs> but there must be something else here because – or I assume simply because of the uh, reaction, I suppose, that he gets, especially in the wrestling community. You know, you even see people uh, posting Instagram pictures working out or wearing Tyson, Tyson merchandise. Yeah. I don't know, though. I can't comment on it because I don't know enough information. I don't know. That's, uh, that's a tough one. I know – there are people that don't like having him around and uh, yeah, because of what he did and it's, they've experienced similar things. So it's brings it uh, uh, back for them, but yeah, it's, it's again, it's a long time ago. He served his time, all that stuff. Uh, but I mean, it's pretty serious things that, that he had done. Yeah, well, I know exactly. I know, I know. Uh, again, I know the again, I know the the top line stuff. I just anyway, yeah. I, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to touch upon with that man? Otherwise, we'll jump into extreme rules. Yeah, no, we can go to the horror show. Ah, the extreme rules. And, uh... <laughs> this, is, this is what I want. I want to talk about the stupidness in wrestling. I still oh can't believe God. they did that. I can't believe it. It was they've they've made that thing worse every week. They first they had it uh, was extreme rules the horror show. First, it was Extreme Rules. Then they, they didn't have the horror show. Then they added the horror show and said that 47 times every hour. And then they switched it to the horror show with Extreme Rules and said that 60 times. So you forgot the first the, that it was the other way. And then they added that stupid, ah! Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. They just keep making it worse. It's like uh, So just, funny. Uh, so and, I don't and know I, what that was. And I don't, I don't like Extreme Rules at all anymore because it's – it's a PG, it's a PG uh, WWE. So there's nothing extreme about extreme rules. Uh, I'll have you know, Dan, that someone's going to have their <laughs> eye removed at extreme rules. So I think yeah. it's pretty damn extreme. <laughs> I can't wait, Dan. I can't <clears throat> wait. I can't lie to you. Let's just start there. I don't even care. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. It's not even the right thing to do. I don't know how we got here. I had a friend of mine text me the other day. I, I've said this on the predictions for for what culture too. Saying, but they're not actually like it's a saying, right? <laughs> someone's not actually going to have that. And I was like, <laughs> nope. They're ripping out someone's eye, man. And the best part is the uh, the good guy. Uh, it was the good guy that suggested it to begin with. I think it's wonderful. It's wonderful yeah. because it's just so, it's so crazy. It like does a full circle. It just, I, I'm at the point where I'm like, what are we doing? Because I think if I compare it to the Jeff Hardy, Seamus bar fight, that to me is just bad and it's stupid and it shouldn't be happening. And I don't, it's just too close to home for me. But then the eye for the eye goes yeah. again, it just takes this massive leap into an alternative reality where I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. Let's just, let's just enjoy it. But I still, I looked around to, Today. I still don't know whether it's a cinematic match or not. And if it's not a cinematic match, how are they going to rip out someone's eye? Are they aware I, that they have to deliver on this now? I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It it uh, it's so crazy. I yeah I I I mean they said they're going to do 
or I've heard they're going to do maybe some CGI. Mm, which is fine. But, like, it's fine. But, but you just, you have to. Can take... you do CGI in, in this amount of time? No. You do it properly? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is it going to look? It's going to be like a B movie CGI? Ooh, like from the old 3D? Oh, God. It's what, such a stupid thing. What do you do? I'll give you the book then. I'll give you the book how don't worry about how they're going to do it like because I, I i we no one's going to know right we're never going to be able to figure that one out so yeah. let's just say it's cgi or let's say i don't know they go proper stupid and they have a fake eyeball that rolls around on the floor i mean look, we've seen worse <laughs> in wrestling we have and if you haven't you're yeah. a lucky person so forget all of that somebody has their eye pulled out or not you may have a different finish what do you do who wins is this all because of ray mysterio not having you know his contract renewed, which again is another renewed rumor. So we're going to write him off TV. I, I, just don't, I mean, unless you're never planning to bring him back, don't take his eye out. That's one step too far for me. If somebody has yeah. their eye ripped out and then it just comes back, I'm like, no, nah, bullshit. Like this, you've uh, done a lot of bullshit, but this is too much. I, I, I think it was Wilborn who came up with the finish, and maybe it was somebody else that he said, but I'm pretty sure I heard from him. Finishes. Uh, Dominic comes in the ring, says, I'll join your cult if you don't rip my dad's eye out. And to me, that's a way out. And it, it kind of makes sense within the story. Um, you could always have a, I mean, they've done non-finishes and in, in non-finish type matches before. Seth Rollins has been in it, so <laughs> at least one of them. So... I mean, that's that's a possibility. Yeah, I like that one. That, that, that would that, be my choice. I think that ties into the narrative as well, right? Give it a bit yeah. of emotion. Give it a bit of drama. If they're actually going to do the CGI, I think it's going to be Ray. It's probably easier to do around the mask, I guess, or something. To put the They could put the, like, the green screen inside the eye hole or something like that and be able to do it. I don't know. But that's... It, it, Ray, is, Ray is not winning the match because he's, he hasn't signed a contract and... Um, but I don't think Ray is going anywhere because he's got Dominic within the WWE bubble right now. So yeah, I would. I think it's. I think it's quite fun if. Uh, uh, I guess it's kind of like when Shawn Michaels had to join the Authority or whoever the hell were the bad people then. JBL's crew, sorry, you know, because apparently he was broke. <laughs> he oh. his, but do you know what I mean? I, I like. I, I think that storyline was stupid, but I like the fact at least we put him in there. It's much more fun when you actually have the bad, the Empire Strikes Back story, right? You know, so you know Dominic having to be in Seth Rollins' group and be a bit of a. Uh, trapped you know for, for lack of yeah. a better term it's much more better than oh the good guy won do you know what I mean especially Rey Mysterio who could lose till now in the end of time and still be an absolute legend you know let's use yeah let's use what we have but I don't know what they're going to do again I, I think that's the, the the best story to go with um and then yeah and then after that we get a bar fight <laughs> between Seamus the thing I don't get about the bar fight and someone told me I was wrong I disagree vehemently is that to me it's a handicap match because we're meant to believe that Jeff Hardy at any time could just see drink and get wasted and therefore he is more, you know, easy to, to, to pin. Otherwise, why else would that's what Miz said when he made this stupid match? This, yeah, I, I don't like this at all because Jeff Hardy has had alcohol problems. So I, I'd like reality in my wrestling. I do. But I don't like the reality to be within the last 12 months of my own existence. It's like, that's a little bit too close to home. And it's not just, oh, Millie is so sensitive. Matt Hardy agreed. He said the same thing on Twitter. So if his own brother's allowed to say it, I'm saying it. Yeah. No, I, it, it doesn't. It's, yeah, it's reality coming in. And if 
you believe that alcoholism is a disease, you're using somebody's disease to build a match around. You have a problem with alcohol. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, it, they treat it like a, like a disease. So could you imagine, and I, I think this is an apt analogy, Roman Reigns match with chemo on a pole. And if you think, oh, that's terrible. Yeah, that's what this is. It's, it's, you're making something that somebody really doesn't have control over. You can't control a disease that you have, and then you're making a storyline out of it. So it's, it's not being taken seriously the way other diseases should be taken seriously. So no, I agree. With I you. mean, and, and WWE has enough history with, with performers who have either uh, died or fallen so far down. And it is, like the list is endless of, of performers from the eighties who had all these, these problems. So for Jeff Hardy to do this, it, I don't, I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. It's not. And, and, and the thing is, is Jeff is so close to like, let, let's say that Jeff is completely clean right now. He's so close to the start of that, that a relapse could happen. And then, and then what do you do? Like if, if, Jeff Hardy does relapse if back into it, which is entirely possible, and it's not his fault necessarily. Like, how do you deal with that in the storyline, and how do you deal with that and make sense of it? And, and is now Jeff's a weak person? Like, it's just, I don't know. No, I, I, I don't like it. No, I don't like it. I, I'm, I'm with you. And another reason I don't yeah. like it is because, again, it was nothing anything major, but, you know, I have, uh, I have my own alcoholism in my own family. So it's just like... This ain't fun for me. This isn't. This isn't like yeah. an escape from reality, which is what wrestling's meant. Like, what's going on? So yeah, it's. Uh, I, I'm going to hope that Sheamus win. Uh, sorry, that Jeff Hardy wins because it means the story can end. And also, I, I just don't want. I like Sheamus a lot, and I think he's underrated. And I'll do a whole podcast on that one day. But yeah. more importantly, it, it, in this situation, the bully cannot win. We at least have to send the message out there of, don't be a twonk because you'll get beaten up like that's that's the minimum i can take away from this as opposed to oh i'm a massive bully i'm just gonna whoop your ass yeah well maybe we'll see a, a swanton from the balcony onto some tables below so i mean it's 100 percent gonna be that 100 percent. that'll probably be what what'll be cool about the match yeah what about Apollo cruz versus mvp I'm quite excited about it i'm not gonna lie I, it's mvp <clears> i think the mvp bobby lashley relationship has helped both of those characters and what I secretly want to happen, although I don't think WWE is going to do it because I don't think they have enough uh, uh, trust isn't the right word. They just don't think this guy's worth anything, which is madness to me. I would have Cedric Alexander, um, you know, join MVP's crew here. I'd have him go heel. I'd have him cost Apollo Crews the championship. And I'd start building that up because I like Apollo Crews a lot, but I just do not believe that Vince McMahon feels the same way. So if he is going to lose the championship, let's try and use it to benefit somebody else. And that, to yeah. me, is uh, is those two guys and finally giving Cedric Alexander something to do. I, I like what they were doing with Apollo before. It looked like he was going to maybe do a bit of a heel turn. I, it, they've kind of teased it a little bit. I'd like to see that um, because it's, he's been this like, so generic, smiling baby face for basically the whole time he's been around. It's it's so boring. And that's the, the biggest problem with Apollo. His character is so dry and boring. You just, it's like, I don't know, if if you ever have a meeting with Vince McMahon, don't smile. 
Because if he likes your smile, you're going to have to do it for the next <laughs> 10 years. It's true. It's like, oh. Finn, Finn Balor as well, right? Yeah. But I, I, I do like the dynamic with uh, MVP and, and uh, Lashley. I thought Lashley was going to be the guy to take down Apollo, but maybe well, that's it, a SummerSlam thing. Well, it could be, where, right? Yeah, if Apollo yeah. gets through this and you build to SummerSlam. Uh, but I'm totally with you. Like there was that moment in the ring on Raw a few weeks ago where uh, Apollo started uh, running down MVP and Apollo Crews was great. And I was like, man, yeah. why? There he is. There's a guy. There's Yuha Nation. Like, why, why yeah. have you taken him away from this? But that's another reason I like it. I, I like matches where either way, as long as WWE builds the right story, I'd be like, sweet, great, it's awesome. So yeah, and, I, and whatever happens, use the new belt. I seem to be in the minority. I like that new belt. Nobody else does, but I do. So I like I like the new belt. As soon as it came out, I'm like, oh, that looks nice. Yeah, that looks I, good. I, I and then good. I went online and found out I was wrong. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> happens a lot, man, doesn't it? It's weird. Yep. <laughs> you, you think you think you've got this down? You're like, oh no, wrong again. Never mind. I gave I'm like, it. Oh, People gotta like this one. No, nope, everybody hates yeah, it. I, I th honestly thought it was really, really, really nice. Um, let's yeah. do the let's do the women's matches. Uh, Oscar and Sasha and Bailey yeah. and Nikki Cross. Uh, we'll start with Bailey and Nikki Cross just because I think it's a little bit it's it's filler to me. That's no offense to Nikki Cross, but I do not believe in a thousand years that WWE has any plans to anoint her as champion. And I totally think, much like other matches on this card that we'll talk about in one second, she is yeah. just a body to put in the way of Bailey. Doesn't mean I won't enjoy it because I will. I like both characters very much. I just feel like it's been overdone, and I feel like you know if you're going to do this, put a. Lacey Evans in there, a Tamina, dare I say, a Naomi. At least give me something yeah. different rather than put them in hor horrible karaoke segments. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I, I fast forward that. Yeah, it would, anyway. smart move. Smart move. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that's it's obvious. Nikki's not winning. Uh, Bailey's going to win. It's yeah, it, it's pretty obvious. I think that'll happen earlier in the show. I think the Sasha. Uh, Oscar thing will happen later, and I think the matches will tie together in some way. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think they've been building towards Sasha Bailey, hopefully, so, <laughs> so they can finally do that match. But uh, yeah, it, it, it'll be a good match, but Nikki's not going to win. No, I, I don't. I don't it, it kind of, like you said, it does kind of tie into the Oscar match as well, because I'd love Sasha Banks to be the Raw Women's Champion, and I'd love Oscar to retain. However, if we've got this implosion pending between Bailey and Sasha Banks, you can't give Sasha the Raw title. That ruins the whole story. She has to get yeah. annoyed the fact that she can't become world champion, whereas Bailey now is, you know, one of the longest running SmackDown champs in ages. You can't don't blow that off just to for, for the sake of it i do think i think the sasha banks oscar match could be awesome too i think that has the chance yeah. to steal the show if they're given if they're given enough time and what i also like is that when that is done oscar is now open up to you know maybe have this match with Kyrie sane maybe go into a program with Shayna baszler which i've seen what they can do in nxt i'm not against that whatsoever you know i'm right. happy to, i'm happy to go around that again and that's why i'm quite excited about all of this the only thing i think is a little bit of a shame is that sasha it's a double-edged sword. I like that Sasha and Bailey the tag champs, but I also don't like it because we could, you know, be building up other women at the same time, and we can't. But you know, it's not like they were doing anything with them before. Now, is it? Let's not, let's not pretend otherwise. Those yeah. belts have been ridiculous. Yeah. So I mean, they could they could put the belts on Sasha, and then they have all the belts, and then build to maybe Survivor Series blow off between the two where one costs the other and then the other costs the other and they have this big grudge match uh, or build it to WrestleMania. That's still eight months away. So maybe too, 
too long. But I, I think Oscar should win, uh, keep the belt, and Bailey should do something to distract Sasha in trying to distract Oscar. It backfires, and then Bailey gets or, um, Sasha. Then does her turn and and, and then we we built a SummerSlam maybe. Yeah, no. so something like that I think. Yeah, no, keep it simple, right? Nice and yeah. nice, simple and straightforward. No mucking around. I'm with that. Uh, I'm with that uh, entirely. Um, I want to end with that one because the funniest one: Drew McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler. I I, I find it un unfeasible that's not even a word but you know what i'm saying i i, I can't believe we haven't don't know what the stipulation is it's the only reason to have a stipulation is to sell more pay i know it's not pay-per-views but yeah. it's, to, it's to sell more pay-per-views you, mysteries never work ever because we as fans are morons and we build our expectation levels up. i'm one of them build our expectation levels up so high to unreasonable levels and then nobody can absolutely deliver on them i can't believe they've done this yeah yeah, it's. I don't know. I'm. I'm sure they're not going to do the three tiered uh, cage from uh, WCW. That's that was my pick, but they're not going to do that one. So, but yeah, it. I mean, again, it's Dolph is the same as the Nikki match. He, he's got no chance. Cody Rhodes has a better chance of leaving with the WWE title than than Dolph does. So. Oh, yeah, uh, well, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's a Nikki Cross situation. It was like, okay, yeah. we want to get to Orton and McIntyre, which is the program right now. It just is. But we don't want to do it just yet. Oh, we'll put Dolph Ziggler in there, which is why the story doesn't make any sense. Again, I don't mind because I think the match is going to be great. And regardless what you think about Dolph Ziggler, he does have tenure. So it's awesome that in six weeks' time, Drew can go, well, I beat the big show and I beat Brock Lesnar and I beat Bobby Lashley and I beat Dolph Ziggler. You know, these are names. And sometimes it's actually quite good to, to build up names. But, you know, if you watch professional wrestling for the belief that anything can happen, that this is not one of those matches. This is not one of those things. <laughs> no, at all. But I do think it will be good. I just don't know what the stipulation... Because, again, I know it's just people are half funny, Miller. But no, if I'm having a match and someone says, you can pick the stipulation, I go, I right, no matter what happens, I win. Like, why wouldn't yeah. I make that the stipulation? Like, <laughs> I get it's wrestling and it's not real, but you have to give me a little dose of reality. Uh, it makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah, the you can't win match. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I made I, yeah. I did this joke on Twitter yesterday because uh, somebody, a friend of mine, um, Alex McCarthy from Talk Sport, he'd interviewed Dolph Ziggler and he was apparently Dolph was selling it like he should do. Oh, you're not going to believe it. It's uh, Drew's major weakness. So I was like, okay, is it a you must be an American to win match? Because that's a pretty big weakness for <laughs> Scottish Drew McIntyre. But why yeah. wouldn't you do it? You would. That's what well, you do. It's a, it's the same as the the genie and the three wishes. Well, what are you going to wish for your last wish? Well, three more wishes. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. You've got to have some unlimited wishes. Whatever. Uh, it's like it's... you can you can do anything. So do the thing that helps you the most. Yeah. But, I don't yeah. Know. And then we end with the white swamp fight, which I'm not going to lie is in eye for an eye category for me. It's so dumb. It's it's so silly. We're going to a swamp because Bray got eaten by a water moccasin or something. I don't know what the hell the story is. I'll be honest with you. Like, I'm just not... That's not not a fair way to put it. For whatever reason, I'm just not connecting with Braun Strowman as universal champion. Don't know why. Probably not even his fault. Probably just the the situation we find ourselves in. And I am a major fan, as I remembered, of the old Bray Wyatt. So now I don't want him to lose, even though I think he probably will. I, yeah. ju- I think as long as, because it's not for the title either, which I think actually, once again, opens the door about who's winning this. But 
I, th- I think you've got to make, you've got to boneyard match it. That's what you've got to do. I remember being kind of excited, but also a little bit, oh no, when <laughs> we were going to do the boneyard match, we need that kind of creativity and we need that kind of execution. Um, and, yeah. if, and if you can pull it off, then I, I, man, I can't wait to hold my hands up and go, silly me, I, I should have expected more. But uh, it's two different characters. AJ Styles and The Undertaker are two very different characters from Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt. Right. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I'm not looking forward to anything in this match. So whatever they do is probably going to be pretty good for me um, because my expectations are very low. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it, which, is, which is a good way to go into a, a wrestling show. Low expectations and, and the better chance of them being exceeded and have a good time. So... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I imagine that Strowman wins and then we get the Fiend at SummerSlam, right? Who actually takes the title uh, finally and, and, and then we, we end that one. I can only presume we're doing that because I don't see a world where the old Bray Wyatt's back for a long time. That seems to yeah. be done and dusted now, which again, like I've said, I've realized now sucks. I love that character so much. I think it, I really like Firefly Bray and the Fiend. I don't think many people will agree with me on this, but I actually think it lacks... You know, it doesn't. No, no, no. It doesn't lack depth, but I feel like it actually has left le- less depth than the cult leader or the 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 hick, whatever we're calling him. I don't know what you yeah. describe it. I actually think there's more in that character than the the, the fiend, the fiend guy. I think the fiend's probably. I don't know. I, 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 that's just my feeling. That's just my gut. Yeah. Feeling. I the the problem with the old Bray Wyatt is he never won any of his feuds. So yeah, you just exactly yeah. You, and, and you had said this a, a lot of times before. If you never, if you never actually do what you say you're going to do, then people stop believing it. Mm. It's, and that's the thing. And I think the way with the old Bray was every feud was set up for him to lose. Like that was the story, was him getting his in the end. So they did what they were supposed to do, but eventually, like, like the bad guy's going to wait a bunch of times before losing, and then you can rebuild that character, win, 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 and then a big loss. But you can't go big loss, big loss, big loss, big loss, and then expect that character to be like nobody cares anymore. And then I think that's the worst thing in in wrestling is is a lack like complete uh, apathy. He lost to Chris it's, Jericho as well, right, Bray Wyatt? I, I'm not sure. I think I think Jericho just I think that was the one that got me. I'd have to go back and look at it, but I remember that one going, yeah. man, he's going to lose to everybody. Which is yeah. uh, which is nuts, um, and I think there's probably going to be a tag team match as well. I guess we'll get the New Day versus Cesaro and Nakamura in the tables match, right? Hence why they power bombed um, them through a table. I don't really care what happens because I like both teams so much. If you want to make Nakamura and Cesaro a team long term, okay, it's not like you were doing much else with them. And the New Day, on average, loses those belts <laughs> about once every couple <laughs> of months, so. They, those guys to me are just the saving graces because I just know they can't do anything bad and I'll just enjoy it for what it is. So I kind of just yeah. treat it like that as well. I'll, they'll probably throw another pre-show. Oh, dude, <laughs> of course they will. And if they do, that's seven matches. So I, there's probably something else. There's probably going to be like a Cedric Alexander versus Buddy Murphy match. And you'll just be like, what? Yeah. Why? <laughs> so bizarre. But that's Extreme Rules going down. Uh, I should put this up on Friday, probably. So on Sunday. Maybe it goes up on Saturday. Dude, we've got a few minutes left. You uh, mentioned, but like I say, when we were talking off air, you wanted to have a quick uh, touch on AEW. So I'll, I'll give you that uh, that potential now. Um, Yeah, I guess I guess I'll bring up the, uh, the Stadium Stampede match uh, from a while back. Uh, and why some people might not have 
liked it. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Um, the, I guess the problem is, is, is a comedy match to end a really serious feud. <laughs> so it, I don't know. It, uh, I guess the analogy would be, uh, like watching game of Thrones and all of a sudden there's a, uh, an episode where the characters are doing stand up comedy as, as part of like, just out of nowhere. So I can see that, that bothering people. I, I mean that, and it's because of all the global pandemic stuff, uh, because they were going to do kind of the blood and guts in the cage. And that was supposed to be the blow off of that feud, not kind of what they did with the comedy match. But I mean, it was very entertaining. I laughed. I thought it was great. But I could see I could see people not liking it because of that. It's like supposed to be this end of this feud. It was like it was, I don't know. Police no. Academy instead of uh, <laughs> instead of like uh, Dirty Harry. No, dude, so. I actually think you make a really good point. I do. I think it all comes down to yeah how you picture wrestling. But to for me, the big I want to say the word excuse is a bit wrong, but the excuse I would use is that it came during a time when I needed entertainment badly, and AEW right. gave that to me, which is why it was justified in my head. Like when I was done with it, like you mentioned Police Academy, I go Naked Gun because I prefer that movie, but it was like <laughs> I just watched an episode of Naked Gun. I was so happy, and I was like, oh man. But you are right in terms of if that was your sort of day to day booking, you'd probably lose, um, you'd lose a few fans. Not me, for the record. I like goofiness. I'm a part of the problem. I'm well aware. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I totally see what you mean, but. It felt like the the right approach for the the right time, um, and it it's one of the best. We'll call them the empty arena matches. I don't mean the literal matches you see, but the ones that were born out of it because of uh, circumstance and necessity. Yeah, like is what is one of my favorites. I think that would be up there. The boneyard match would be up there. And there's probably one other one I've forgotten about. I don't know whether I count the greatest match of all time as a cinematic match. I know they reshot it, but it felt more like a wrestling match to me. You know, I'm talking yeah. about things that exist outside of a outside of a ring. And I think, yeah, I think the Boneyard match and that were my two favorites. I really do. Yeah, yeah, and for for different reasons, but yeah, they were they were quite good. Um, yeah, I'd like to talk about uh, AW's tagged division because you really like it, <laughs> and. I think the teams are great. They have a lot of teams. I think, I think I counted. They have nine. I think nine teams right now that could plausibly be the AEW champions. If you go from like a private party, best friends, you could see them as champion. Uh, less so than, than some of the others, but I think they got about seven teams in there, or nine teams that could be champion. But I don't like the matches. I just, I. They're just too much. It's like it's like Texas tornado matches, but not really. And <laughs> <clears throat> like they don't. Know you mean, there's yeah. no tags. It's just all like it, like you say. There's a ah, noise, and then everybody comes in and just does a bunch of stuff. And it's like I just completely lose track. Oh, um, I love yeah, like the, the 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 Young Bucks Kenny Omega Adam Page match. People love that match. I didn't like it. Um, I, I, I liked probably about 20 minutes. And then it got, to me, it was, I, I thought the finish should have been when Adam Page did that top rope. I don't know if it was like a fall away, twisting powerbomb thing. It's It was amazing. I thought that should have been the finish and it wasn't. And then the match went on for like 10 minutes after that. And I was like, okay, it's just, it's going too long. And there's, 
just like it's like move, 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 and not enough selling. And I don't know it it that style of match loses me. So it's it's more of a style thing than the like everybody everybody in that division is really good, but I don't like the style of match that they do. I, I guess a more traditional playing Ricky Morton yeah. build up a baby face and. Honestly, Hot tag and all that stuff. There's nothing wrong with that, dude. Like, there's absolutely yeah. nothing wrong with that. And the the issue that we run into is this rhetoric. There is that word again to finish things off. There's this yeah. idea that we can't have different opinions, but of course we can. Because like, do I absolutely understand where you're coming from? Yes. Do sometimes I sit there on my sofa laughing my ass off because rules do not exist in AEW tag team wrestling? Yes. Do I then start thinking to myself, how do Cody and the Bucks not know? They must know. Like, do I know, but they don't know? That doesn't seem right. They're more smart than I am. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> It's, uh, but again, again, I, I find it so. Again, it's that thing that I can enjoy. This kind of ties into what we were saying at the start on a on a much easier level. I can enjoy it in spite of all of that, right? Because it right. doesn't. Whatever they're doing well outdoes the uh, the nonsense. But yes, I mean, Jr. sums it up for me best. And I know he's an old school fuddy duddy, but look, logic is logic. How can you have bad guys if they can't break the rules because the rules don't exist? It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nobody gets sense. disqualified. Nobody like. It's like uh, during the Brian Cage match, they did uh, spots on the on the railing. Like that's supposed to be a disqualification. It's like it's like you could you could say the refs have leeway, but if they never yeah you have to go if the they other never way. draw a line, yeah. then there's no leeway. It's just I don't know the rules. It's no. just yeah. There's just no there's just no rules, and, and just say okay, there's no rules. No, you're right. The ref is here to count three and that's that's yeah. about it and hopefully get the right two people in the ring you have to but. go the other you have to have a balance to you do you, I, I totally agree with that but uh yeah. dude, you're, you're not alone you, you, you just probably do what i do the things that you don't like you stay really quiet about because you don't want to get yelled at <laughs> yeah just, like <laughs> yeah it's uh like i enjoy aw it's just certain things it's like oh they just every so often they just punch me in the gut and it's like oh no, I get it. Come on, uh, dude, <laughs> help I, me out here. I tot I totally, I totally get it, and I think, uh, hey, that's just what they're going to do. And some people love yeah. it, and some people don't love it. Uh, I will say this: is the last thing I'll say on, well, I got to wrap up anyway. But this is the last thing yeah. I'll say because I don't want all the comments to be about this. Yes, AEW won in the ratings. Yes, NXT had a bad week. I'm going to presume it's because NASCAR was on, and NXT's audience is predominantly over 50, and NASCAR has a lot of 50 year old plus men watching it. They like watching cars go around a track. So yeah. <laughs> that's all I've got and to it, say about it. I don't care. <laughs> NXT didn't have uh, any big match. I mean, they had the women's title match, but Tegan Knox isn't isn't a big no, uh, not, household not name. So no. and it, she's great. Uh, I like her, but I mean, she, the, the hardcore like her. And then AEW had their, their big title match, so they should do better. And, and that is, honestly, that was my favorite yeah. takeaway. You go to last week, People wanted to watch that NXT uh, United States Championship match, a uh, North American Championship yeah. match. You go to this week, people wanted to see John Mexley defining his world title. That is my happiest takeaway from this. People still give a damn about the big belt, and that's what I want in my life. That made me pleased. Right. And uh, on that note, on that positive note, we will we will wrap up. I just I'm just bored of talking about ratings. I just don't care. Oh. I, I love looking at the number because I like stats. But if AEW wins, awesome. If NXT wins, awesome. I hope they both win. I hope they both start doing 10 million viewers each. They won't, but I yeah. hope that they do. And I hope Raw does 72 million viewers. They won't, but I just, I, it doesn't make a difference to my life. It really doesn't. 
and and then jump into Brian Alvarez's tweet about it. So yeah, I, but see, I don't and, mind. Uh, that's their job, right? They know what they do. I like those two. I think they're yeah, all right. But all he does is tweet the numbers. That's it. There's no context. NXT did this. AEW did this, and, and that's it. And then you go to the comments. It's unbelievable. It's I don't. I think it's. I, I don't know. Maybe it's kind of a a bit of a meme at this point but <laughs> oh no you're, you're right dude but i i think he knows yeah. what he's doing i think he knows yeah. what he's doing he's a he's a smart guy as old brian Alvarez. i'm not gonna lie i like brian Alvarez a lot i'm a bit of a yeah. fan, i'm a bit of a fanboy for brian Alvarez. so i just <laughs> i just throw it out there and leave it dan thank you so much for joining yeah. me as always dude i really enjoy our chats and uh yeah we'll have to get you uh, on again in the future absolutely Sure. And if you Thanks, want to, Simon. Uh, no, you're welcome. And if you want to come on the podcast, people out there and listen to land, you can. Just go to patreon.com forward slash Simon316. I also have a gaming podcast if you'd rather talk on there. Oh, hell, you want to come and talk health and fitness? Do it. I don't care. We'll find a place for it. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at SimonMiller316, on YouTube at Simon Miller. You can catch live podcasts at twitch.tv forward slash SimonMiller316. And for everyone that keeps asking, somebody told me to stop streaming on YouTube because it would help my YouTube numbers. And hot damn, were they correct? So I can't, I will go back to it at one point, but the moment the experiment keeps going. And of course, thank you to pinsandknuckles.com, uh, pinsandknucklesmerch.com for supporting me. I do have my brand new merchandise on the way. Uh, we'll see how it does. Uh, they're a bit silly, but you can check it out at simonmiller.bigcartel.com. Otherwise, enjoy the weekend, enjoy all the wrestling, and I will talk to you again via the podcast on Tuesday. Tuesday.